Hey everyone, this is Christian Benavides, Digital Content Director at Texas Watch. In today's episode of Texas Tales, McKenna Carboy does a deep dive into important patient safety bills past this legislative session and how they may help you and your family. Check out our YouTube video for links shared in this episode. This is Texas Tales. Hey everyone, my name is McKenna Carboy, legislative intern at Texas Watch, and I'll be the host for this episode of Texas Tells. On today's episode, we'll be talking about patient safety wins at the Texas Capitol, specifically House Bill 1998 and House Bill 49, which were recently passed with your help during the 88th regular session of the Texas Legislature. We'll hear from a number of experts on this matter, including Lisa McGifford, the former director of Consumers Union Safe Patient Project, who currently helps lead the Patient Safety Action Network, and Dr. Robert Oshel, former associate director for research and disputes for the National Practitioner Data Bank. We'll also hear from Ware Wendell, executive director at Texas Watch, and Becky Berend, a patient safety advocate whose mother suffered irreparable harm in a Texas hospital. If a driver has their license either restricted, suspended, or revoked in another state due to misconduct behind the wheel, that driver is not allowed to drive in Texas or even apply for a Texas driver's license until an investigation is performed. Why is this code of conduct not the same for doctors in Texas when both drivers and doctors have the possibility of harming another either behind the wheel or behind the scalpel? Before House Bill 1998 was passed in the Texas legislature, dangerous doctors who had their medical license restricted, suspended, or revoked in other states due to misconduct were allowed to practice in Texas and in some cases were even granted a Texas medical license after having a licensure disciplinary action taken in another state. Matt Grant, an investigative reporter with KXAN, whose series of reports entitled Still Practicing, helped pass House Bill 1998, explains. We found nearly 50 doctors in recent years with medical licenses suspended, surrendered, or revoked in other states, still practicing or able to in Texas with no record on their public profiles, despite state law requiring out-of-state disciplinary actions be made public. That includes a Colorado neurosurgeon disciplined for substandard care after operating on the wrong spinal disc, a Florida doctor who prescribed, quote, excessive quantities of oxycodone leading to a patient's death, and a Wisconsin orthopedic surgeon whose license was suspended indefinitely after operating on a patient while intoxicated. For more information regarding Matt Grant's series of reports, please go to kxan.com backslash still dash practicing. It's important to keep in mind that a small percentage of doctors in the U.S. pose danger for patients. Ware Wendell, executive director at Texas Watch, details this issue. It's less than 2% of doctors who cause the majority of the harm. These could be doctors who are dealing with serious substance abuse issues. Uh, they may just be very poorly trained. They may be in crisis and they need to be kept away from the public because they're the ones who cause the harm. They cause harm repeatedly for patients. So how were dangerous doctors who had licensure disciplinary actions in other states allowed to practice in Texas? Part of the answer is because the Texas Medical Board did not regularly check the National Practitioner Data Bank, where licensure actions from every state are gathered. Dr. Robert Oshel, former Associate Director for Research and Disputes for the National Practitioner Data Bank, describes what the data bank is. Well, the, the data bank is a system of 
really information about physician malpractice payments, clinical privileges, disciplinary actions, licensure disciplinary actions, and some other things like Office of Inspector General bars from participating in Medicaid and Medicare, criminal convictions related to medical care, and that sort of thing. Licensure actions taken by state licensing boards that are considered disciplinary actions and are, and are public information have to be reported to the databank. The National Practitioner Data Bank is a clearinghouse of information about patient harm. Dr. Oshel continues. It's basically there for to make sure that physicians or dentists or other licensed healthcare practitioners can't get in trouble in one state, move to another state, and start practicing without the licensing authorities in the other state or without hospitals where they might apply for privileges, being aware of their problems that they had previously somewhere else. So exactly how does House Bill 1998 ensure that the Texas Medical Board regularly checks the National Practitioner Data Bank while granting or renewing Texas medical licenses? Well, the bill requires the Texas Medical Board to sign up for a national alert system from the National Practitioner Data Bank, what is otherwise known as continuous query. What is a continuous query? Lisa McGifford explains. The continuous query is a service provided by this federal agency the National Practitioner Data Bank, uh, to help medical boards and other there are other people who can access this data bank, help them keep up with the doctors that they're licensing. The problem is probably most medical boards, we don't really know how many of them regularly check the data bank. It is a resource for them, but it costs money. Every time the board checks it, they have to pay a fee. So the continuous query is a function set up by this national agency that allows the medical board to pay $2.50 for every doctor it licenses. In exchange, they will automatically be notified every time the data bank gets a report from one of the entities that has to report to them. So it's kind of like a notification system the continuous query is like a red flag that pops up for state regulators when a doctor has a safety issue somewhere. You may be wondering, how does requiring the Texas Medical Board to subscribe with continuous query at the National Practitioner Data Bank help patients in Texas? Well, when the Texas Medical Board is deciding to renew or grant a doctor a Texas medical license, they will now have all the information about the doctor's license in another state before making a decision. Lisa McGifford further explains. House Bill 1998 gives the Texas Medical Board this information in a timely manner. So when a report goes in, they get it. They see that a doctor has been disciplined in another state. Uh, so that can factor in any decisions they make about the doctors. The bill also requires the board to refuse to license a doctor uh, if they've been had their license revoked in another state. But the problem in the past has been that they haven't always known about those revocations. Often they depend on the doctor to tell them that in their application form. And unfortunately, some doctors are not truthful. And so this bill also 
requires um, uh, allows some enforcement if doctors lie on that application. House Bill 1998 makes it a misdemeanor for doctors to lie on their medical license applications, and it requires doctors to be fingerprinted as part of a criminal background check with the Texas Department of Public Safety. Unfortunately, the public is not authorized to view the information on the National Practitioner Databank's website. Instead, disciplinary action and malpractice lawsuit settlements listed on the databank are posted by state medical boards on their own website's public physician profiles. However, these public physician profiles are not always up to date on the Texas Medical Board's website. So House Bill 1998 additionally requires the Texas Medical Board to update public physician profiles on its website within 10 business days when it's alerted to any doctor's disciplinary action. Why is it important for this information to be available to the public in a timely manner? Lisa McGifford explains. A lot of people don't know that when a doctor is disciplined, let's say that doctor's put on probation for two years, five years, because of something that doctor did in violation of their license, that they are allowed to continue to see patients. And those patients typically have no idea that their doctor's on probation. We encourage people to check these profiles. HB 1998 does not add new information to the profile, but if it's implemented in a sincere and active way, it will provide more information on the Texas profile. For example, it'll just be more timely and more complete. Now that we've covered House Bill 1998 and how it protects you from dangerous doctors, we'll focus on House Bill 49, another important safety bill that gives the public access to critical information regarding state hospital inspections. Ware Wendell, executive director at Texas Watch, describes the necessity of House Bill 49. For over 20 years, Texans have been kept in the dark about state-identified problems in our hospitals. We've had more information about where it's safe to buy a sandwich than where it's safe to receive patient care in a hospital. This was because a loophole was created in the law. And for over two decades, that loophole stayed in the law. And so we as Texas consumers, as patients, could not see the information about state-identified problems within hospitals. When state inspectors go into a hospital and find a problem and issue a report, we couldn't see that. That information was kept from us. Now, because of House Bill 49, we will be able to get that information. Before the passage of House Bill 49, Texas patients and families were in the dark about problems the state had identified and were left to depend on online reviews of hospital care, which are not always accurate. This can lead to harm in hospitals that could have been prevented. Transparency is crucial. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Safety has to be job one. Becky Barron's mother unfortunately passed away following a heart transplant surgery in Houston in 2015. She tells her story. When we first realized that my mom was gonna need a heart transplant, we really did our due diligence to figure out where she had the best chance of survival. And heart transplants at the time had a very high survival rate of at least 92% nationwide. And being at a good heart hospital increased those odds. Um, we had no reason to believe that my mom wouldn't make it. We truly felt like we were in the best hands. St. Luke's was advertising past performance as current success. I felt very lied to, I felt very misled. And even the ones that survived had longer 
hospital stays um, and other complications that you wouldn't necessarily read about. If a hospital is at a 67% success rate and they're advertising a 94% success, that's a huge problem. In Becky's case, she tried to do right by her mother. She did her research and tried to look up the success rates of heart transplants at the hospital where her mother was receiving care. A lack of transparency in hospitals can have devastating consequences for patients and families. Becky is not alone. Patient harm can happen to anyone. Where Wendell details the number of American lives lost every year to preventable medical errors as reported in a landmark 2016 study titled Medical Error, the third leading cause of death in the US. Preventable medical errors steal too many lives in our country every year. The Dr. McCary study is one of the leading studies that's quantified the loss of life. 250,000 lives stolen each year through preventable medical errors. And I want to emphasize preventable. These are things that we can fix. A lot of the issues are systemic. So there's lack of coordination and care. So exactly how does House Bill 49 prevent deaths from occurring in hospitals that could have been averted? Where Wendell explains. When state inspectors go out and find problems with safety in a hospital or sanitation or staffing, there aren't enough nurses working in that hospital, for instance. Doctors are having to carry too big of a patient load. When state inspectors identify those problems and issue a report, we, the public, haven't been able to receive that information because of a loophole that was in our law for, again, over two decades. And so House Bill 49 shines a light on this process. It says those state inspection reports are going to be made public. And we, the public, will be able to see them for two years on the website, on the state website. So when you're deciding, should I have my surgery in Hospital A or Hospital B, you can go to the state website and you can pull up the inspection reports for both of those hospitals and figure out, okay, A does a much better job of taking care of their patients. Um, it's safer there. I wanna, wanna make sure I receive my patient care at hospital A over hospital B. House Bill 49 requires state hospital inspection and investigation information to be made public for a minimum of two years. And this information will be made available on the Texas Health and Human Services Commission's website. You, the public, need the best information to make an informed choice about your care. When a safety issue is identified by state inspectors, you will now know about it. Transparency creates the proper incentives for medical entities to take patient safety seriously. For too long, protecting patients has not been the priority. Lisa McGifford expands on this point. There's a great deal of emphasis on protecting the doctors. They have a license, they're important people in the community, they provide an important service. All that is true, but if they're harming patients, especially if they're harming patients repeatedly, then something needs to be done about it. And it needs to be very public when it happens. The bills passed this session require doctors and hospitals to take patient safety seriously and put patients first. Where Wendell speaks about the legislative leaders who made it happen. With House Bill 49, uh, credit goes to Representative Stephanie Click and Senator Lois Kolkhorst. Both of these women chair the most important health committees at the Capitol, in the House and the Senate. And, and they brought this bill all the way through the process. It couldn't have been easy for them because this is a loophole that has been in the law for over 20 years. 
uh, keeping this information away from the public. And so because of their efforts, and because of the efforts of all the public members that we encourage to raise their voices at the Capitol, now patients are gonna have more safety information about their hospitals and where the state has identified problems. That's really important. So we are so grateful to both Representative Click and Senator Kolkhorst for their leadership on this important hospital transparency bill. And then with House Bill 1998, that's going to give the Texas Medical Board more tools uh, to identify dangerous doctors and to keep them away from the public, Representative Julie Johnson and Senator Bob Hall did just a phenomenal job in getting that bill passed. Um, that's not an easy bill to get through the process. And they, they were able to do that. I firmly believe both of these bills are going to save lives in the state by creating a culture of safety in more hospitals and by making sure that state regulators at the Texas Medical Board are, can do their job and identify those dangerous doctors, keep them away from patients so that they can safeguard the public, which is their mission at the Texas Medical Board. With the passage of both these bills, regulators and you, the public, now have more tools and information to better protect yourself and your loved ones. The new laws included in both House Bill 1998 and House Bill 49 will go into effect on September 1st, 2023. Thank you to all of our activists for making your voices heard this legislative session for patient safety. Your voices matter. To find more information on patient safety and these bills, please go to texaswatch.org backslash patient safety. Thanks for tuning in and listening to today's episode. We hope you found it informative. Texas Watch is a nonprofit, nonpartisan citizen advocacy organization that takes on corporate wrongdoers, fighting to restore responsibility, and protect Texas families. We can't do this work without you. You can support us at texaswatch.org/donate. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Please subscribe. And if you like us, please give us the highest rating wherever you get your podcast. Knowledge is power, and there is strength in numbers. Join us. Legislative advertisement paid for by Texas Watch. Wear Window, Executive Director, P.O. Box 42198, Austin, Texas 78704.